behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. In Dobbs We Trust, not only is that the official motto of Minnesota Vikings fans everywhere right now, it's also a phrase so endearing, so powerful, that it got Taylor Swift kicked off the NFL's social media accounts finally. Welcome in to the Score North Taxi Squad, everybody. It's available on scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify, and if you want to see our lovely faces, you can check us out on the Score North YouTube channel. My name is Jason Stormer, one of your cabbies on duty. Joined with the usual suspects today, we got AJ Fredrickson and Artist Woods. Guys, to say we are in the thick of Daba Palooza. Josh Dobbs leading the Minnesota Vikings to another win over the New Orleans Saints, a 27 to 19 victory. Uh, a lot of people wondered if the Vikings were going to have a letdown after an awesome game by Josh Dobbs in Atlanta. That has not been the case. And that Taylor Swift run on the NFL header, I think, was like 42 days. So if you think she's a megastar, you got to be an even bigger megastar to supplant her. But guys, how are you feeling today? And how do you think Vikings fans are feeling after another fun week of football here in Minnesota? I'm good. I, uh, I'm a little shocked at how well that first half went um and, w- and we'll talk about it but like it was it, it wasn't an out-of-body experience because i'm saving that for like an actual like a blowout win of that sort where they play the entire game but there were times where i was like you know during commercial breaks i i would get up i'd get up and i'd walk away and i'd be like is he really doing this? Is he really doing this against the Saints? Like, what is happening? Why did they Why did they get this guy for only a six-round pick? What is going on? So, I, uh, Josh Dobbs is – I'm not saying I doubted him because I, I, I said last week I'd be interested for a full week of, like, preparation. But, boy, is he exceeding expectations. This guy um, is so unbelievably smart, and you can tell just, like, he's like a dry sponge – when it comes to like his mind for playbooks, because KOC is like the liquid or like the, 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 the plant waterer, just like dousing him in the playbook. And he's just soaking it all up. He's like a sham. Wow. He like, if he didn't have the pull pastor, not thing. And then last name Dobbs, he's the sham. Wow. Guy. Um, it, it, it's been uh, probably better circumstances than most backups and backups, backups and backups, backups, backups would probably, expect to come into given like the schedule and the personnel and arguably over the past like five ish weeks, you could argue a top five to seven ish defense by the Vikings. So Brian Flores is doing his part. Um, And now think about this. He's set to potentially given, I mean, we're talking at about what eight 11 here on uh, November 15th, potentially getting, one and only Justin Jefferson back. Whew. Imagine adding another, um, I don't have a space like analogy, but uh, you know, for, you know, another trick up the magician's sleeve. Um, so the, uh, right arguably now, the I'm greatest trick, arguably, the, arguably the, greatest. the greatest trick. So yeah, to, to, to sum it up, I am feeling fantastic artist. What about you, man? I don't even know much like last episode. I don't know what to say. 
I do not know what to say. Obviously, I had a lot to say about Jaron Hall last week. I was like, look, guys, man, I'm still kind of, you know, I want to see Jaron Hall, man. I like what I saw, you know. Young quarterback, got to see what he, you know, got to see what you got there, you know, in the young rookie. And now I'm watching that game, and I'm like, got to roll with Dobbs. <laughs> got to roll with Dobbs. Forget everything I said last week. I do believe at some point you got to see what you have in Jaron Hall. But, oh, my goodness. I Utter disbelief. And I'm not going to lie, AJ. You say, you know, it's not like I doubted him. No, I doubted him. I'm not going to act like I did. I <laughs> doubted him. You know, my biggest thing was it was two things we were looking for heading into this week. One, it was well, it was, it was two things in one, I would say. And it was it was which side would prevail more. Would it be the side of a defense now having a full week now to prepare for Josh Dobbs as a Minnesota Vikings quarterback? Or would it be... Josh Dobbs having now a full week under, you know, KOC to learn the playbook and, you know, as a starter, how, like which side is going to prevail? And obviously it did not matter that defense is a, a defense that's as great as the Saints had a full week to prepare for Dobbs because he came out in the first half and lit them boys up. I was watching <laughs> that game like, dude, this is I have not seen the Vikings play that well in a long time. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it now. Obviously, like you said, A.J., I would prefer for them to close the game out, you know, still up twenty-seven to three. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would, I would prefer that. It it kind of sucked to see, you know, the Saints start to storm back a little bit. I never was concerned that the Vikings were going to lose the game, but it was kind of like I feel like Vikings fans have been looking for a blowout win for a long time. It's been a while since it's been just a blowout, you know, just a clean win from start to finish. It seems like every game this year and last year has been, you know, either you're getting blown out or every game is for the most part pretty close, right? Um, so I was hoping that this would be that game. And it's crazy that you would see that with Josh Dobbs as the starter without Justin Jefferson, without KJ Osborne and that type of stuff. Um, but, you know, all in all, it was beyond impressive. I am on the train. I feel like I feel dumb now. I feel like I should have been on the train. Like, how could I not see this? But it's like you just I just didn't expect Dobbs to come out, especially against that defense, whether home on the road. I didn't care against that defense. I'm like, it's going to be tough. And boy, did he come out and show out uh, again. The defense played exceptionally well in the first half. They let some things slide in the second half, but it is what it is. They weren't prepared for Jameis Winston, I'm sure. And Jameis Winston is an interesting guy to prep for because he's just wild. Like he was he would run to the left. Throw to the right. He'll run to the right and throw to the left. Like, you just never know Definitely. what you're going to get out of Jameis. But he will give you a couple of interceptions, which he did late in the game, which helped seal the game. So, yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed. And, like, bro, six and four after starting, what, one and four or one and three, I believe it was. Oh, and three. Oh, we, were, and, yeah. we were oh, and three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, what can you say right now? Yeah. They are the hottest team in the NFC. Yeah, this is extremely impressive. And what Josh Dobbs is doing, you guys took the words right out of my mouth. It's out of a storybook. The The NFL uh, writers couldn't have scripted this any better, guys, because we know that the entire season is scripted. We all saw this coming, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the Cleveland Browns got to feel really foolish right now, uh, especially considering Deshaun Watson is now out for the season. They could have either kept uh, Josh Dobbs before trading him to the Cardinals, or they could have traded back for him. There was rumors that Cleveland was interested in bringing him back. Uh, That's not the case. And so now all the fun that probably should have been happening in Cleveland is happening here in Minnesota. And this is so fun. I didn't think 
a backup quarterback could capture the imagination of Vikings fans as much as Case Keenum did in 2017. And obviously, that's a legendary run. Took us to the NFC Championship game, uh, coming in for Sam Bradford after he got hurt, or like in the second game of the season, something like that. That was absolutely magical. And as much as that that streak with that season with Case Keenum had a good level of excitement, I don't think it ever reached a level of excitement that we're seeing right now with Josh Dobbs. I mean, Josh Dobbs is capturing the entire nation. Like, this is absolutely crazy. He is so far, like, the most darling story that has come out of the NFL this season, and it's just so heartwarming to just to see a guy, this journeyman, who has been on so many teams finally land with a team that is giving him a chance, and he's uh, thriving in this role. It's just absolutely so cool to see. Now, I thought... I thought it was going to be a little shaky when the game did start because he did throw Josh Dobbs into that double coverage uh, that ultimately was ended up being a reception for Jordan Addison that set the Vikings up in field goal range in the first drive of the game. I thought at first, like, oh, boy, if he's going to be making more of those throws, uh, it might be a rough day for the Minnesota Vikings and their offense. And obviously it was a lucky play that uh, Jordan Addison was able to stay focused and was able to catch that ball. But the thing that I noticed even more so than the running ability of Josh Dobbs this past week was the the throws that he made they were really clean throws tight spirals not overthrowing receivers not really underthrowing receivers either it was just very good accurate football and obviously I mean this Vikings offense is a whole different dimension with Josh Dobbs as a running quarterback and that third and six play uh, right before they scored that uh, I believe the second touchdown of the game th- th- that's just magic that's just absolute magic but more so than anything I was surprised in the confidence I have in Josh Dobbs as a passer after this game. I really thought that the Saints were going to maybe blitz a ton, really try to get him out of the pocket, use his legs, and that kind of did happen. But no, I think the Saints kind of went in with a game plan like, no, let's keep the pocket contained with this guy. Let's make him throw the ball. And Josh Dobbs did everything right for the Minnesota Vikings in this game. It's it's so encouraging to see. Mm, especially, he did run. He was out there moving like Lamar Jackson out oh, there. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was part of that. <laughs> it's like, my goodness. I know. I know. It was a part of it, and it was awesome. But um, now, I mean, yeah, we, we have to totally ride with the guy. This guy is the starter for the rest of the season. I think he's already developed enough equity just in these last couple weeks that it's going to take a lot to supplant him as a starting quarterback. Obviously, we want Jaron Hall to be healthy and successful and everything like that. Um, but, I mean... At, at this point, it would be a, you know a financial disaster if the Vikings didn't keep starting Joshua Dobbs as their quarterback. They're selling jerseys. They're supplanting Taylor Swift. Like this is a money making operation at this point, and it's been just one of the coolest stories of the NFL season. And it's just awesome that Minnesota Vikings are just getting to enjoy this because guys, like like Artis said, we started zero three. This season was not looking good in terms of outlook. We kept the faith alive. We were hoping that the Vikings could rebound. They did, and they have in a way. That that just nobody could have expected. And now it's got us wondering just like how, how far can Josh Dobbs potentially take us in this crowded NFC picture? The Vikings are currently, I believe seventh in the NFC standings right now. I believe if the playoffs started today, we'd be playing the Detroit lions. And yeah, it's just now we get to have the conversations over the next several weeks, unless, you know, a disaster happens. It's just like, all right, how much farther potentially could this guy take us this season? And then, then we can get into the fun, reckless speculation about whether or not Josh Dobbs really, truly is a long-term option at quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Look, 
look, I mean, the conversation's already happening, and it's, it's not just starting here. I've seen the thumbnails all over YouTube, all over social media. Like, these conversations are happening. In fact, our thumbnail last week on Taxi Squad is uh, was, uh, can Josh Jobs be a long-term option at quarterback for the Vikings? So maybe it did start with the Taxi Squad. But, yeah, guys, this is just an avenue in which I just didn't expect <laughs> Right. That's what we are. That's what we are. Yeah, guys, this has just been such a fun, unexpected uh, turn that this Viking season has taken. And it ultimately it might lead them to uh, some bountiful yields as well. It's good. Yeah, I don't I'll 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 get my foot out in front of this one. I personally am not even considering at this moment, Josh Dobbs for anywhere past like February of next year. Like. He's playing he he's like Kyler Murray in a sense where like he's playing for his job. You know, yeah. Um, I think the Vikings would like they've the Kirk's injury actually. I, in my opinion, leveraged that like negotiation in the Vikings' favor in the sense of they're more likely to bring him back off of that injury rather than if he was healthy and still continuing the ball out, no matter how good he was doing, just because of how much money he was going to command in the free market. Now you never know. Um, but Josh, I. Josh Dobbs, like who knows how long this is. I want to give him a few games before we have a conversation like that. I understand people, you know, talking heads around the state, looking their chops at like that talking point. So I understand some people getting to the buffet table before I do there, which is getting, you know, it doesn't happen often, but um, I want to pump the brakes just a little bit. Give me a few games. Grant, like I want to see it against a good team. And he hasn't really faced that. The Saints are the Saints are good, but like the defense is, you know, the defense yes, is good. Say, the team yeah. as a whole is. And um, granted, what they played Jameis for what a half there, so right. it's not like you know there's a knock against the offense, but like give me a team that top ten ish, like you could argue ten ish top team in the league. I want to see him do it against that. Mm-hmm. Um, the good and like the good and bad news is you don't have that for him here right away. That's good news because you know then he can really get acclimated to the new landscape to the new playbook to the offense and get in a groove so that when he does eventually run to that roadblock later in the season sweet he might be all set and then and then he and then he's going to prove me wrong and say yeah you're going to start talking about that now but what if that doesn't happen but at the other side of things throw right into the fire trial by fire is like <laughs> the best judge of character judge of ability judge of skill judge of intangibles so um having that ability to to like ramp up could could also be like you're dressing up a pig in a sense where it's like it's still a pig at the end of the day but it's a little it's a little bit prettier of a pig than than normal so uh, <laughs> a little more organized chaos um so we'll see um i just want to wait a few games here before we actually start talking about cuz this was one game of him being at the facility knowing everyone's name i don't want this might be an unpopular opinion. I want to hear you guys' take too really quick because this really isn't football talk. But, like, I really don't hope this he didn't know people's names bit. Yeah. Not not bit, but, like, storyline. Can we put that to bed now? He's been there enough. Like, Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. You, you can't say that but also talk about how smart the guy is. He can remember some people's names, for God's sake. You know? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. been there now for a week and a half. He's going to know people. I'll give him the – he gets off the <laughs> – the elevator and doesn't know where the locker room is even though it's a great video from from what i hear it's like right there 
As somebody who used to work at U.S. Bank Stadium, it's literally right when you you get off the elevator, you make a left. The locker room is right there, right by the field. So it is. Yeah. So you know, was it for the TV cameras? Was it you know whatever? I'll I'll let it slide. But yeah, after after the Saints game, now moving into prime time, and granted, it's prime time, so they're going to be talking about it. Unfortunately for me, um, let's drop it. Let's just talk about Josh Dobbs, the football player from here on moving out. I love the the past and everything, but like his social skills are probably just fine. <laughs> he knows people's no. names. He knows well, how to think, Well, also there's people floating out there that he's that it's a bit that he's doing it on purpose to drive media attention that he's saying publicly, oh, I don't know everybody's names, but I actually do in secret. And that's what I'm telling the media. I hope that's not <laughs> the case either, because that's just. We're too rough in the weeds right there. You know what I mean? I that's just, just that's too listen, much conspiracy. Got, if that was on Around the Horn, I think Bill Barnwell uh, threw that out there on Around the Horn. All, like, I, all right. All I got to say is keep balling. I don't care what yeah. you do. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that will be me. I really don't care if you just figured out where the locker room yeah. was an hour ago. Like, congratulations. You, yeah. But can keep keep on balling out. You know, I, like... I, yeah, you don't need to know my it. name. Just just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, I don't just, care. You don't need to know that I'm Dalton Reisner. Just go out there and ball, dude. We're it, good. Exactly. So, the, I mean, that part, I definitely get where you're coming from, AJ. I mean, you know, I, I don't care about that aspect of things too much. I haven't paid it much attention besides the very first game he came in and played for the Falcons where he was trying to get, you know, everybody was trying to get the cadence and everything, you know, on the sidelines and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the locker room thing was kind of weird. And I think it's funny that he – like you didn't know where the locker room was. I'm so lost. I'm so lost. I don't know what's going on. Then oh, touchdown, Josh Dobbs. Oh, touchdown, he runs it. In. Oh my gosh, he's lighting it up. It's like, dude, get, come on, bro. Like this is nuts. But again, like he's playing. He's playing upset. Like 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 ridiculous right now. Like it's it's it's, yeah. it's crazy yeah. to see if he's not a starter for the Vikings next year, which. I don't believe he will be. Like you said, AJ, I'm not there yet. Um. I, I'm, I'm just not there yet. I'm not really there yet on Kirk either. I don't know. We, I'll, we'll say that for another day. It's such um, a cloudy area right now. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's it murky is. waters because you can look down and you know there's fish down there. You just don't know if it's a shark or if it's a goldfish, you know? Ex- ex- <laughs> exactly. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect analogy there. Like, like you, you, just, you just really don't know. It's kind of up mm-hmm. in the air. So you're kind of just riding this wave right now. What I will say is he's going to be a starter for somebody next season, mm-hmm. whether it's for the Vikings or somebody else looking for a – you know, a starting quarterback. He is playing like a starter right now for sure. Mm-hmm. He didn't look this great. Um, besides like the one game he played where he when he won against um the Dallas Cowboys, but outside of that, like he's gonna be a starter for some team. So only thing I would hate to see if is like they bring Kirk back and Kirk isn't quite the same after the Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Um, or even you know they put the rookie out there and he isn't quite what Josh Dobbs was, and he's somewhere in I don't know freaking. Back in Cleveland, or he's somewhere, you know, just lighting it up. And it's crazy for me to say because I was not singing this tune last episode, but I'm singing it now because what I just witnessed was crazy. So, and then look at the rest of the schedule, and I'm sure we're going to get into this Broncos game in a minute. But, man, you know, I stepped out on a limb last week. You guys shot oh. it down. I feel like I'm going to say something else that you guys are going to shoot down. Just make this a thing every week now. I I just they, thought of how sorry really quick I just thought of how yeah. funny the situation would be like the narrative let's say he does pretty solid and there's like yeah. conversation of like should they bring him back should they not they yeah. go with Kirk Kirk now has to go up with the 
They should have kept Josh Dobbs like, after one bad game. Oh, no, for no. how much criticism and just everything that like, you almost feel bad for the guy. But yeah, that, yeah. that's that's another bridge yeah. for another day. So we're fine. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as when the Vikings fans back in the day when Kirk struggled his first couple seasons. Like throw Sean Mannion out there, see what he's got instead of Kirk. Maybe not quite on that level, but still. Yeah, yeah. I'm really interested in seeing how this team looks because you guys brought up um, potentially the playoffs, and I do believe with this win against the Saints. They can see you at this streak. They're gonna make the playoffs yeah. and probably get that sixth. Hopefully, I would I would hope for the seventh. I wouldn't want the sixth seed and have to play the 49ers if they're still the third seed. I want to win the division, Artis. Well, let's go for the division. We still got Detroit at the end of the year. I'm just saying, well, line's whether, still good though. Whether you get that seed or not, my whole thought process was well, that's a good point actually because the division is still up for grabs. Yeah. Let's say hypothetically speaking, they cannot move up to snatch the division. And they have to stay in that six or seventh seed range, but they make the postseason. I'm really curious to see how they look against the Lions the last two games mm-hmm. of, or not the last two, but you know, when they play the Lions at the at the end of the season. Because I think they can beat Detroit playing like this. I really do. I don't really believe in the Lions defense like that. I mean, we just saw them go up and down the field against, you know, the Chargers. And we know the Chargers are, they have a really good offense. But I'm just saying, like, the Lions seem like a really good feel-good story. You know, um, I do believe in them. I, I do think they'll win the division. But they seem like a team that is, like, just a year ahead. And when they get to the playoffs, once they see a team that, like the Vikings, who are playing great on defense and playing really well on offense on both sides of the ball, that they're going to struggle because they're a really good offensive team, but not the greatest defensive team when they match up against really good offensive teams. We saw it against the Ravens. We saw it just last week. So, like, I'm curious to see how they look against the Lions when they finally do meet the Lions because I think those are the, those are the toughest two games remaining on the schedule for the mm-hmm. Vikings at this point. So that's 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 gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, that's that's gonna be fun to watch. I'll I'll put, I'll put it like that. But look at these teams behind us now. The eight seed is Tampa at four and five. The nine uh, the nine seed is Washington at four and six. The ten is Atlanta at four and six, and the eleven is the Packers at three and six, and also at twelve the Rams at three and six. I don't see any of those teams catching the Vikings. No. Um, maybe Tampa. Maybe Tampa because, okay, yeah. If they catch well, the Vikings, we, we, they're going to the, win their division. <laughs> that's uh, like, that's you know. true because, yeah, the NFC South just has been very mid the last couple seasons. Very. And the Saints right now have the four seed at five and five. So even though the Vikings beat the Saints, the Saints still have three seeds ahead of the Minnesota Vikings in the playoff race. Yeah, it's it's very possible now. And obviously, I, I'm with you guys too. Even though, yes, I threw out, hey, maybe Josh Dobbs, long-term option, Vikings quarterback. It's still too early to make that determination right now. Is it tracking well? Absolutely. I mean, this is the best it could possibly track, but more needs to happen. And uh, obviously, I, I, I we'll get into the preview in just a second. I, I think this Broncos game is going to be an incredible test uh, for this guy because the Broncos have, have, I believe, nine takeaways in their last two games. And we know that the narrative with Josh Dobbs has kind of been having turnover issues, at least when he was with the Cardinals, particularly with fumbles. Um, I'm interested to see how those two dynamics play out on the field on Sunday. But um, back to just the main conversation. Um, honestly, uh, Daniil Hunter, really quick. This will be really my last point. He's now, I believe, tied for the league in sacks this season. And I think he is the outright leader in tackles for loss this season with 14. He had a monster game, just a monster game against the New Orleans Saints. DJ Wanham also had an awesome game. If, God forbid, Marcus Davenport's ankles can heal up just fine, I mean, that's going to be a pretty dang good pass rush as you're approaching the playoffs. But this kind of light bulb, not necessarily a light bulb moment because other people have thought of this, but it kind of just dawned on me. 
man, if Josh Dobbs keeps playing this well, gets us to the playoffs, heaven forbid, maybe even wins a playoff game or plays really well in a playoff game and actually gives the Vikings a lot of like direction about maybe making him the option in 2024. And I'm seeing also simultaneously Daniil Hunter arguably have his best season of his career. And now I just am thinking, okay, if it means that we get to keep Daniil Hunter really no matter what, and we got Josh Dobbs as this option, maybe that will let me be a little bit more open to letting Kirk go, even on a discount. Um, Obviously, the Vikings are going to have to pay a lot of people next season. Justin Jefferson eventually is going to get paid as well. And I don't know. I Maybe I need to slow my roll on this. I probably do. But I just saw a glimpse of what a Vikings team with more cap relief from the quarterback position can look like and what it can also just like mean for just the current team and also just keeping your pieces that we've been wondering, hey, are these guys going to be able to stick around because of our financials? I, I got a glimpse of that, guys. And it gets me a little bit excited. That's probably why I brought up potentially like Dobbs being a long-term option because I maybe saw an avenue in which the Vikings can keep a lot of their contending pieces around if it just means letting Kirk go and Josh Dobbs is potentially making that conversation easier for Vikings fans. I think also what the glimpse that you're seeing is what this offense can look like with a quarterback that doesn't have cement feet mm-hmm. in the backfield, you know, mm-hmm. that too. Um, I, I it, like, I, I love the accuracy and the threaded balls that Kirk does, but like what we've seen here the past, you know, week and a half game and a half is sometimes that pocket breaks down and it's nice to have a guy that can just kind of juke and jive create some space throw a little pump fake all of a sudden he's sneaking around the outside finds a seam somewhere and oh what's that Uh he just scrambled what was essentially the accumulation of 42 yards but in reality was only a seven yard touchdown run and you have the head coach on the sidelines just bewildered saying i don't know how he just did that (laughs) Um, literally shrugged his shoulders and that and that's what kevin o'connell did so um i i think credit to him too that he like he is unlocking him in a sense because what he his mind mixed with the like physical ability of what we saw with Kirk and now what we're seeing with Josh Dobbs um, is really showcasing. It's great to have that precision passer back there, but God, it's just so fun and entertaining. And it's like, it's almost, I, I'm not going to put the label of must watch football on this just yet, but boy, is it getting there because it's, it's just, mm-hmm. um, I Judd the other day, I want to say on, before I die was saying um, it's like recess. It's uh it's like longest yard when they run that, that schoolyard BS play. It's not, it's not to that extent where they're throwing it and they're getting everybody involved and they're diving around in the mud. But like, you can kind of hear that Chris Berman. Whoop. Yeah. Whoop. 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 Yeah, like he's just back, making back, guys back, miss. Back, 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 back. He's making Sorry. guys miss. It's fun <laughs> to watch. Like he, he makes a play and it's just like, God, that's, He's got about three of the top ten on Sports Center tomorrow yeah. morning. So um, I let I'm liking the mobility, and it's just been too long since the Vikings have had anything remotely close to that. I think what did we say last week, like T Jack, are arguably yeah, yeah. maybe before yeah. that Dante. Like it's yeah. been a bad while. Days. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since the Vikings have had that. So it's just it's so fun. Um, and granted, he's got the second most rushing yards of a QB, second only to Lamar Jackson. So Ooh, this impressive. guy, this guy, yeah, who? 
You ever heard of him? Um, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, it, he, he's been really opening the eyes, I think, of the Vikings fan base. Mm-hmm. I want to say something. Time. Yeah, say I something. I want to say something. This is, so yeah, say something. Um, I, I want to slightly, <laughs> I want to uh, slightly veer left because I want to say it. something that I don't think has been said. And it's making me mad that it's not being said. I am sick and tired of the love affair with, um, and these are great players. Do not get me wrong. These are great players. Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. Why is Daniil Hunter not brought up in defensive player of the year conversations? Why? The tackles are there. The forced fumbles are there. The sacks are there. He has more sacks than all of those guys. He's been leading the league in sacks since like week one. I I don't like the fact that the national media likes to focus for the most part on the big market teams, the teams that are just, you know, like the Cowboys and the Steelers. And I know the Browns aren't like that, you know, so I kind of, you got to give my, you know, Miles Garrett his credit because he's just, he's doing this thing for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's the Browns. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, there's more players in this conversation. And Daniil Hunter is one of those players. Another thing that I want to bring up is, there is not a single coach in the NFL halfway through the season that should be considered for coach of the year before KLC. Not one. Point. Not mm-hmm. one. Yeah. There's not a single coach in the NFL that's had to go through as much adversity as KLC. You lost your starting quarterback. You lost your backup quarterback. You lost your best receiver, the, the best receiver in the league, yet and still you are winning game mm-hmm. after game after game. But I'm hearing, you know, all these other coaches being brought up in conversations and DeMarco – um. D'Amico Ryans yeah. is, I mean, he's up there too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. What he has to work with, mm-hmm. rookie quarterback, you know, they have the the two of the the top three picks in the draft this past year, and they're absolutely balling. C.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud is absolutely on another level. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're healthy for the most part. You have your team intact. Kelsey, I mean, again, all the players he's missed, yet and still this team is competing for a playoff spot without their best, without their best players on offense. Mm-hmm. And this is an offensive-minded coach. You say he's unlocked, you know, Joshua Dobbs. He also unlocked Kirk Cousins. And he looks like he was about to unlock Jaron Hall, too. So those are two players that I really just want to put the limelight on. I wish everyone in the world could hear this right now. Put some respect on KLC's name for Coach of the Year because he should be number one right now halfway through the season. And put some respect on Daniil Hunter because if he's not number one, he should dang sure be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. I'm just saying, if Daniil keeps playing this way, we got to do everything possible to keep him a Minnesota Viking going into next season. And if that means potentially letting Kirk Cousins walk, I'm just saying, just saying. Might be, it might be an option that works out for the Vikings in the end, especially, especially if Josh Dobbs continu- continues to ball out like this. Guys, let's preview this uh, Sunday night football game between the Minnesota Vikings and the Denver Broncos. Uh, let's check out the line here. Denver favored by two and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. Broncos just gotten an impressive win on the road against the Buffalo Bills, even though Josh Allen can't just seem to do, he can't help but turn the ball over. He's an interception machine right now. But uh, Russell Wilson kind of looking a little bit like old Russell Wilson over the last couple games. The Broncos, I believe, are on a three-game winning streak. And uh, Denver's Denver's a tough place to play besides the altitude. They got a pretty raucous fan base, no matter the condition of the team. They got good fans out there. It'll be prime time. People will be ready to go for that. So, guys, uh, what are your keys for the Minnesota Vikings, not only to keep the Daba mania alive throughout the U.S. of A., but to also just, you know, get another win, a necessary win over the Denver Broncos in prime time? I'll let you go, AJ. 
Um, first, I want to I want to see the run game established, but not just with Joshua Dobbs. Right now, yeah. you have right now you have uh, Alexander Madison, to my knowledge, still in concussion protocol. His uh, condition is up in the air. His status of whether or not he will be available for that uh, matchup against the Broncos. But we saw Ty Chandler, fifteen carries, and he made. Uh, it wasn't like a. I wasn't like incredibly blown away, but I was impressed with with what I saw. Um, I know, I mean, we talked about kind of the depth and what he's brought and maybe his, uh, his lack of impression in the preseason. He put the ball on the ground a couple of times during training camp, which is, uh, never a big, uh, never big thumbs up receiving there. So, um, what we saw was he, 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 he had a couple bursts, um, that really impressed me. So you have that kind of dual option where you've already established that Joshua Dobbs can scramble. But I don't want him scrambling just for scrambling sake. You know, this is not a Sunday brunch at a bed and breakfast. I want scrambling with a purpose. Um, so that means you're going to get the run game of all, but you're also handing it off. And Ty Chandler, he's, I mean, God, a guy that's been waiting the wings. I don't want to, I don't want to say that a lack of like skill is going to be made up for in like budding opportunity. But this guy has been on the outside looking in as in a sense. For this entire season, he's been kind of waiting in the wings. They go out, they sign guys to the practice squad. It doesn't really work out. They don't get the crack in. They trade for Cam Akers. Now he's out for the season with an injury. This is the time for Ty Chandler to grab the bull by the horns. Alexander Madison, I don't know. He he must just be the nicest guy off the field because he has been getting RB1 reps for all the entire season. And I'm not sure he's deserved it with his play on the field. So he's doing something off the field. He's baking brownies. He's, you know, oh, washing cars. I'm not sure, but uh, God, he, somebody owes him money <laughs> there at the practice facility. Cause he keeps getting these reps. Uh, but now with his status up in the air, Ty Chandler, I, I mean, spotlight. If you get the nod for RB one and they give you the opportunity spotlight on you all night, I will be watching you. Um, you know, pick up that block here and there when it's a passing play. But when you get that chance, hit the hole, yeah. fight for that extra down. It, biggest thing is don't put the ball on the ground. I don't need James Cook dribbling down <laughs> down the How? middle of the field. That was wild. Did you guys see I've that? I've never yes. seen a fumble like that before. <laughs> yes, I've that never was... seen that before. Unbelievable. He just picks it up in the same motion and is still running at the same speed. That was It was impressive in my eyes. I thought it was impressive. I'm not going to lie. He's already it, a it better dribbler than Jalen Brown. Sorry. It looked like a Madden Celtics glitch. shot. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> like it, 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 it was, it was the most like, did I, did I just see that just like everybody else did type of thing? But, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's my, that's my biggest thing. Ty Chandler. Um, but the second biggest thing is I was there in 2015 when Blair Walsh missed wide. I was mm. there freezing my butt off uh, oh. with, you know, thousands of other Vikings fans, but I thing. saw but I saw what Russell Wilson at that time with the Seahawks did. He's he's not what he he, he doesn't have the legs he used to, but he's still shifty. Like he's mm-hmm. still Russell Wilson. He's still got that brain of Russell Wilson, and he's Mister Unlimited. Oh he's God. unlimited. <laughs> I want you to limit Mister Unlimited. All right. I want DJ Wanham and Daniil Hunter to make his day a living hell. Okay. Get to him. Get to him. And you got to remember now, they don't have Jordan Hicks back there. You're going to have that green dot, yep. I believe, going to Ivan Pace Jr. Wow. 
what a <laughs> what a story. Um, I the, know. The, the, uh, this is a small tangent, but like for a guy, what undrafted, you make a great impression, and, and now you're taking over as essentially. I, obviously, you still have Harrison Smith on there, but the the role of the green dot is you know you're kind of calling out the plays, you're vocalizing, yeah. you're you're instructing right before the snap. It's a huge responsibility, huge, and to be given that that shows kind of the leadership that he has the technical and like understanding of the playbook that he has the relationship he's probably established with Brian Flores and just his skill because he's holding his own out there. He's doing a fantastic job. It like, I was kind of joking after the first game or two and I know they were losing, but like Ivan Pace jr. Might be, it might have been like the best linebacker that the Vikings had at the time. He, you know, he might be now it, like it is. It's like an easier argument to say, like he is really showing out and it seems like every week he's making plays, but um, you need to make miss. You need to limit Mr. Unlimited. And that starts with Daniil Hunter, who Jason, you were just raving about and DJ Wanham, who has stepped up big time in Marcus Davenport's absence. And, uh, you know, for the time being, you're not expecting him back. Um, this is a guy that has struggled all season with the injuries. And now I don't know how long, how much longer he's set to be out, but even if it's like, let's say he's expected back in like two weeks, add another week or two onto that, because we saw how like tough it is for him. And some guys just have, uh, I heard this expression. They just have a bad skeleton, you know? Like glass for bones. Yeah. Like they, they, like they, for some reason their body just like doesn't recover or whatever. And, um, they have those setbacks. And so DJ Wanham has been filling that hole incredibly nicely. He had a fantastic stop against, uh, Derek Carr, where he was like scrambling. It would have been a first down. It was like third and seven or 11 or something like that. But he stopped him with a shoestring tackle. It's those types of types of plays that he's making, but also the compliment that he's giving to Daniel, uh, Hunter, there's guys coming, whether it's left or right they're getting to the quarterback. You need to limit Mr. Unlimited. So establish the run game, limit Mr. Unlimited. That's my two keys. I would say, um, I agree. He took one of my keys with the run game. I feel like I say that about every game because you got to run the ball effectively. I feel like, especially now to really open up the pass game. But I think my biggest key to this game is something that the Vikings struggled with earlier in the season. And I think lately they've gotten a lot better at it. Don't turn the football over. Which not turn the football. They over. didn't against the Saints, guys. By they the way, did not. Bravo. No turnovers. Vikings, no turnovers against the Saints. No turnovers Might be the against first game the Saints. of the year. And honestly, that's going to be a big key in this in this game. If you look at the last two games that the Denver Broncos have won, I mean, they played Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes turned the ball over through two and two bad interceptions. I think he was sick that game, if I'm not mistaken. He looked mm. sick with the way he played. Mm. They only put up nine points, but a lot of it was bad turnovers. And then the game against Josh Allen. Lord have mercy. I don't know what's wrong with Josh Allen these days. I guess this is just who he is or who he's always been. And I just turned a blind, a blind eye to it because, I mean, it's Josh Allen. He can throw the ball. He's accurate. He's got, you know, the big arm. And, you know, he's won playoff games, all you know. But, oh, my goodness. I think he turned the ball over three times in that game. And they still almost won the game against the Broncos. So it just goes to show, like, if you don't give these guys short field opportunities – and make Russell Wilson Mr. Unlimited. I'm so glad you said that because I want to say that so bad. I hate that so <laughs> much. Broncos oh country. God. Let's ride. I want to I'm say about to get a danger with your subway. Oh, Watch my God, bro. It's spicy. <laughs> bro, oh, my gosh. You have, Dude, ever, have you ever done anything dangerous? <laughs> oh, really? I have, too. Maybe not that bad, but. 
Dude, he's hilarious. Bro. Jason is just but... so defeated. Hey, also, <laughs> Wilson is one of the most annoying NFL players of all time. He's hilarious. After he's after successful, he's more... and I give him credit, and that's great and everything. But my God, he called he called himself that guy. Yeah, he, he gave did. himself he's that Mr. nickname. And the way he said it, he's Mister 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 Unlimited. <laughs> You're, oh he, my god! You're right. No, he, he he does that little like like that that hitch. It's like it's yes. not Mister Unlimited. It's Mister Unlimited. He, he like takes bro, the breath. Oh bro. my god! You got that down, bro. Bro, I watched it like several times, bro. I can't believe I, I forgot it. And then you said, it, "I'm like, oh my god, how could I forget?" Oh my goodness! But anyway, if you make him travel the whole field, that's where you'll see the Broncos kind of unravel. You'll see turnovers. Um, you'll see. Um, them struggle to move the ball up and down the field because they're they're not a great offensive team. Defensively, they've again they've had they've played well in recent weeks because they've turned the ball over. But they're still the worst defensive team in the league. Now, I've always viewed their defensive ratings kind of with an asterisk to an extent because of the because of the Dolphins game. I feel like that yeah. brought them down so much. Yeah, and, you know, points averaged per game and yards per. I mean, the Dolphins just did them so bad. They haven't looked. They've looked bad. But they haven't looked that bad since the Dolphins game. So, I, I mean, they're statistically the worst defense in the league, but they're probably realistically somewhere between, I'd say, especially the way they're playing right now, somewhere probably between 24 to, you know, 32, you know, somewhere around in that range. Um, so, ultimately, I say that to say they're not as bad as the stats say, but they're still not great. So, if you can manage to just play effective, honestly, just kind of Josh Dobbs is going to – hopefully he continues to play the way he's been playing. But I really don't even think it's going to take that much to beat these guys. I think if he can game manage through this game, especially if Justin Jefferson is back, game manage, take care of the football, put your defense in prime position so that, you know, force or Wilson to travel the whole field, I feel like the Vikings will get away with a win here this week against – the Broncos. So again, with the Vikings defense playing the way they've been playing against Russell Wilson, I like his. I like the Vikings' chances, honestly. Yeah, uh, and and let's be honest, this is probably the best stretch of Russ's career with the Broncos up to this point. These last three games, he's had a 98 rating in all three of those. In all three of these wins for the Broncos, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he did get hit pretty hard in the Buffalo game. He was sacked four times and he took eight quarterback hits. So. Um, if the Vikings want to dial up the pressure like that with the blitz, feel free, uh, especially because Wilson hasn't thrown more than 200 yards passing in more than five games now. I was just about not, not to interrupt you. I was mm-hmm. literally just looking at the numbers like dude mm-hmm. hasn't thrown the ball for over 200 yards right. in forever, which Make could him travel the whole field. Right. So if you're the Vikings, get him to throw the ball to put a ton of pressure on him. Blitz as heavy as you pretty much have all season. He can't really elude the pocket anymore. This isn't old Russell Wilson. Although that touchdown throw that he had, oh, I forget Sutton. who the receiver was. It Sutton, um, where he's Sutton. just scrambling around. He finds him in the back of the end zone and everything. And Sutton had to make a great catch. That was like vintage Russell Wilson right there. That was 2013 at his best, Russell Wilson. Um, so he's coming in hot to this game. More hot than Russell Wilson really ever has. As a Bronco, I'm not too worried about Javante Williams. He had a good game against uh, Buffalo. He averages about 3.8 yards per carry, but the Vikings defense averages about 3.6. So that averages out kind of nice. Cortland Sutton has seven touchdowns in his first nine games of the season. And Byron Murphy Jr. arguably had his worst game of the season taking on Chris Olave and the Saints. Now, granted, that was more in the second half. And let's be real. Those two Saints touchdowns, 
Those were just insane, crazy catches. Like, those could have gone either way, complete or incomplete, maybe not in the call on the field, but in terms of just how the like, the probability of the play, like A.T. Perry getting that ball and also Chris Olave, that was one of the best touchdown catches of the year Chris Olave had. So I'm going to be definitely looking at Cortland Sutton. Is, is Jerry Judy even playing for these guys right now? Is he hurt or has he, he was, just been benched this whole time? Like, he he's not even talked last about. Game. He was on the I know he's been like involved a, in trade rumors and everything, but I haven't heard his number called like at all this season. I haven't made like one catch. Yeah. This past he disappeared week, for me after Steve Smith cooked him in a pregame interview. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did, did you guys see that? Yeah, no, I, did. I, I, I didn't. Did. Oh, no, I, I didn't. love Steve Smith is a He's legend. Great. A yeah. legend. But he tried to like, you know, go up and apologize. He, he was critical of him in the past. And Jerry Judy just, you know, just big timed him. Just put mm-hmm. him down. He's like, he, he lit it. I'm not going to go into oh. it. But yeah, he lit yeah. him up. Well, well, anyway, I'm not YouTube, too worried about YouTube. yeah, I'm not too yeah. worried about Jerry Judy in this game because he hasn't seemed to be a factor the entire season. I did mention that Denver has nine takeaways in their last two games. If we are ever going to be like worried about any turnover issues that Josh Tobbs has, and he hasn't really shown that with the Minnesota Vikings, that's more been a Cardinals problem so far. Uh, that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. But we haven't mentioned him all show, and he had arguably his best game of his career against the New Orleans Saints. TJ Hawkinson yes. with one of the most historic first halves or any half that a tight end has ever had. I believe uh, only two tight ends since 1978. The other one was Zach Ertz back in 2018 have had 10 catches, 100 yards and a touchdown in a single half. He absolutely went bonkers. And the hits that TJ was taking throughout that whole game, too. He literally yeah. got hit one play, landed on his back and his knee, his kneecap hit himself in the face in the helmet. It just looked very, very uncomfortable. And I was like, dude, get this guy on ice. Seriously. But the Broncos defense. The tight ends are allowing a 111.4 rating against tight ends this season. So if you thought TJ could feast against the New Orleans Saints, he should be able to feast even more so against the Denver Broncos. But I'm honestly not going to be surprised if the Vikings try to mix in like more Johnny Munts in this game. Uh, just because, man, TJ's got to just be feeling very bruised and beaten after that. I, I can't even imagine he just the hits some. that he take. Yeah. And he talked about it in his press conference, too. He's just like, yeah, you know, a win's a win. We got to do anything for the team. But, oh, man, it took a lot of hits out there. So if the Vikings want to feel if they feel free, if they want to get Josh Oliver and Johnny Munts more involved in the passing game, I don't know if that complicates too much things for Josh Jobs at this point in the season. But, I mean, this Broncos team is terrible against tight ends this season. Um, and so let, let's get into the predictions, guys. Uh, artists sound like you were leaning towards the Minnesota Vikings. You're keeping the faith. Uh, we'll start with AJ, though. AJ, how do you think the Vikings are going to uh, gonna fare in Denver? What a pump fake. Oh, my God. I know. I was oh, I was fully <laughs> getting ready to, like, casually pull up the spread just to kind of. I'm sorry. Uh, we can start no, with artists. No, oh, we're so, fine. Oh, I just. That, that two sentences there was I'll enough for fun. So my my rule has uh, of, like, these picks the past however many weeks, because they just haven't proved it to me, was to wait until they prove it, was to doubt them until they say, hey, you big dumb idiot, you have to, you have to side with us. <laughs> And I'm, I, there's absolutely no way I can side with Mr. Unlimited. So <laughs> I'm going to pick the Vikings. However, I will stand with my, it's going to be a one score game until they prove to me that they can, because Frank, you know, and this is not a shock. Everybody's going to agree with this. They've not shown that they can do anything other than make it a one score game at any point in any game 
it's always close. It's always entertaining. I appreciate that. It makes me want to stick around to the end, but I would love if we get to like midway through the third and Justin Jefferson in his first game back from the IR puts up his third touchdown of the day to get to 150 yards and he's gritting in the end zone. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can just like go to bed, you know, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't need to watch Mr. Unlimited do three and ounce the rest of the night. So um, until that time happens, I'm going to uh, keep it one score games. So I will say the Vikings will beat the Broncos. They will beat Sean Payton. They will beat Mr. Unlimited and they will go ahead and eat some danger, which is to move uh, and keep the Josh Dobbs mania, the win streak alive. They are going to win 20, 20. No, I'm going to say, you know what? No, I'm going to say it's going to be a 30 point performance by the Vikings. They're mm. going to win 30 to 24. I'm also obviously I'm also rolling with the Minnesota Vikings. I kind of feel the same way, man. I've been picking against the Vikings enough. And last game I was confident when I picked against them. Like, yeah, they ain't beating the Saints. And they went out there and for a vast majority of the game, stomped the Saints out. So I'm definitely rolling with the Vikings in this football game. Again, their defense, you know, especially in the first half of games, have been playing really well as of late. Just in general, they've been, they've been playing really well. I can see them really limiting Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> I can see them limiting Russell Wilson, um, especially if they don't turn the football over, forcing him to travel the length of the football field, which is the phrase I was looking for earlier that I just could not spit out for whatever reason. Um, if he doesn't throw for over 200 yards, he's not going to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and so for that reason, like I said, I'm going with the Vikings I think Josh Dobbs will play well. I'm not sure if he's going to play as well as he did last game, but I'm not going to underestimate him either. I just think he'll do enough to win this football game. I won't go as high as 30. I'll say 20. Let's go 26 to 20. I don't think the Broncos put up more than 20 points against that defense. Right on. Right on. I'm going to pick the Broncos to win 24 to 21. Really? I'm going against the Minnesota Vikings here. Oh boy. I am extremely impressed with how this Broncos defense has been playing the last couple weeks. I mean, nine takeaways in two games is just absolutely insane. Doesn't mean that's going to carry over the Vikings, but I am scared of this defense right now. Um, it's as much as I think a lot of people, probably myself included, want to see the Sean Payton and Russell Wilson experiment fail. It's starting to balance out a little bit. They've gotten to five and five. They're competing still in a very tough division, despite uh, the Raiders being in it. And I just think Denver is built a lot of momentum. I mean, that was a season defining win out there in Buffalo, despite all the Buffalo's problems. It still meant a lot for that Broncos team to go out there on the road and get that job done in a hostile environment. That is Buffalo. And yeah, just Russell's playing better than I think anybody probably expected him to this season. Uh, Javante Williams, uh, don't expect a lot of him, but he's still tricky in the pass game too. He's he's very tricky. And Cortland Sutton, like I mentioned, is having a very good start to his season. Or actually, I mean, we're, we're halfway through the NFL season, guys. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. But I yeah, I just, I think we're going to see just a little bit of the magic fade. Still hopeful that the Vikings are going to like still make the playoffs and everything like that. It's just... I don't know. For whatever reason, I'm getting the vibes that it's just going to come back down to earth, at least in this game. I'm pretty sure I picked the Vikings to lose to the Broncos before the season anyway, so I guess I'm staying consistent with my original pick. But, yeah, this is... 
And I don't think like the prime time has anything to deal. I, I don't think that's going to be a factor or anything like that. I don't think like anybody's going to like that's going to be a psychological issue for anybody. But yeah, it's just I I like Denver's momentum right now, and I love ours. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like we're just going to come back down to earth. A little bit, little bit. Dobbs might still have a really, really good game. It might not even, you know, be a re- like the reason the Vikings lose because he's turning over the ball and like the Vikings or the Broncos are turning, are creating more takeaways. It's just I, I'm I'm worried about the run game. It, the Ty Chandler flashed really well, and he almost had a touchdown if it wasn't called back for a hold against the Saints as well. Um, but the, the the depth at running back is starting to concern me with the Vikings, and we can't make any more trades at this point, and most of the free agents are gone. I believe didn't Leonard Fournette sign with the Bills? Didn't I see that correctly? So I don't even know who might be out there if you do need somebody available in free agency. So anyway, uh, long story short, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick against the momentum the Minnesota Vikings and all the fans of Josh Dobbs have right now with a 24-21 loss to the Denver Broncos. So, yeah. Even though right. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing my purple shirt today, you know. Well, you know, I, I I've just got pump fakes all over the place today. I don't know what to tell you guys. You know hey. what I mean? So not mad at it. They are on the high street. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, I see. Do, we'll, I hope, we'll see. I hope. I hope I am wrong. Uh, anyway, gentlemen. Oh, AJ, you go ahead. No, it sounds like you something? had a great segue, and I think I I think you're going to have a better segue than me. <laughs> Would you like to try your segue? No, because it was your segue. it was half it was half thought out. It was half that. Okay. Out. Well, I mean, you think my you tell you, you what, tell you what, I'll, anyway. Tell you what, I'll 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 give it a shot, and then if you think <laughs> yours would be better, then I be. then you can take a second crack at it. You ready? It won't be. Go ahead. So I think that given the defensive success we've seen from Brian Flores of late, he's going to put Mister Unlimited and the Broncos' offense in a chokehold. Speaking of chokeholds, how about that Warriors game against the Timberwolves yesterday? My goodness, what was going on there? You really thought I could do better than that? That was come on, dude. marvelous, that, marvelous. That, that was fantastic. <clears throat> yes, magnificent, magnificent. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about that, guys? Uh, things got a little testy uh, in Golden State uh, the other night uh, with uh, the not the Vikings, the Timberwolves, and the Warriors. Um, I mean, Draymond's just going to do Draymond things, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if he's willing to punch his own teammates, you know, he can't really be too surprised that he goes Knock after. Out. Yeah, I can't be so uh, too surprised that he goes after uh, any opposing players. Um, but honestly, like, I don't care about any of that. I mean, I, I'm glad that everybody's okay, and I'm glad that we're showing fire. But, y'all, this is an 8-2 and two basketball team right now after beating <clears throat> two straight uh, Warriors teams on the road. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They they are literally first off. First, the first thing I want to say, I do want to comment on that really quick. That whole thing before a point was scored, you can tell that the Wolves are in the Warriors' head. You could just you could yeah. sense that the yeah. Warriors. I I said this off air. I'm going to say it on air. They are washed. They're washed. <laughs> the only player on that team that's not washed is Steph Curry. They are washed. Draymond mm-hmm. Green is not the same player he once was. Clay Thompson. Dang sure is not the same player he once was. They have moments, but they are not the, the words that they used to be. Let's just start there. Mm-hmm. I do think I'm not going to defend Draymond, but I've heard a lot of players say it, and I kind of felt the same way. Rudy, if you interfere in the fight, grab your own teammate. Do not grab someone else from the opposite team because at that point, our bets are off. But Draymond, there's no reason for a headlock and drag a guy halfway across the court. There was some, there was some beef heading into this game. They don't like each other, and I think that's what it really was about. And then Rudy gave him an excuse to do what he did. Let's just put it like that. But like you said, Jason. Well, go ahead, AJ. 
No, 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 no. You go. You go. You finish. Well, your like you, like you said, AJ. This team, eight and two. One up, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. One up, uh, can't even get it out. You're, it's just you're so getting hard choked to up. Say. You're getting oh emotional. God. You never oh seen the Timberwolves. Goodness. This is the best start in over 20 years. Dude, it's a lot of emotions. One of the best teams in basketball right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put a ranking on it. I don't want to say they're the best or they're top five. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best teams in basketball. They're beating some of the best teams in basketball right now. These numbers are going to change after today because they are getting smoked right now by Phoenix, which is not pleasant. Yeah. But before this game, First in defensive rating, first in opponent three-point percentage, first in opponent's field goal percentage, first in opponent's points score per game. Insane defense. Insane defense. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's bought in. The mindset and the attitude around that team has completely shifted. Everybody kind of knows their roles. Anthony Edwards is playing like the star we all knew he could. You know, Cat is, you know, playing like a star and then not playing like a star when he realizes he doesn't have to be the guy, realizing that Ant is the guy. It's a beautiful thing to see. And Rudy Gobert is playable at the moment at all times, which is nice to see. With Cat on the floor, without him on the floor, whether teams go small, whether they play big, he has been effective no matter who's out there with him, and that is a sight to see. So the Wolves, man, I wish we had a little bit more time to dive into them, but these boys look good, bro. They look very good. And they look even better because they're wearing their throwback jerseys tonight against Phoenix. I love this old-school Wolves thing that they got got going on with the jerseys. Got the court, too, and everything. It's exciting, man. Yeah, obviously the Josh Dobbs stuff and the Vikings are taking most of the attention for Minnesota sports fans right now. But this is just this is one of the best starts that the Timberwolves have ever had. And I don't think any of us really saw saw this coming. I think a lot of us expected maybe some of the struggles of last season to carry over into this season, wondering if playing three centers potentially at any given time is going to work. It is working, and it's also working with Nas Reed thriving as well. See, that's the best part about all this, guys. Everybody's thriving right now. You can make the argument that, okay, maybe Cat still has some work to do, but we're still winning ball games. and Cat had a really good game against the Warriors in this last one. He was pretty much the reason that they won. If we're this good right now and we don't, we, and we don't even have one of our superstars like playing to his full potential in Carl Anthony Towns, where else can this team go? That's what I'm curious. And again, they're already beating really good teams with a lot of pedigree. You beat the Celtics and the Nuggets. Those are two teams that have been picked to go to the NBA Finals this year. You've already done that. The momentum is sky high for this team. And yeah, things aren't going maybe great in Phoenix tonight, but they still got a whole nother half to play. But there's still a lot of work that this Timberwolves team needs done. And even Chris Finch has gone on the record saying, hey, we still need to string together more. We still need to see how disciplined this team can be. We need to see how mature this team is this season. I mean, we can already make the assumption that it is already night and day compared to last season. I already feel like there's a tremendous more amount of maturity on this team. And honestly, maybe this whole Draymond situation is a good indication of that. Like nobody lost their cool with Draymond. Jane McDaniels did not lose his cool. It's not like he went and punched a wall in the Oracle Arena locker room or wherever the Chase Center, wherever they play right now. Uh, Everybody seemed to hold their composure, maybe with maybe the exception of Rudy Gobert and everything like that. Maybe Rudy shouldn't have really gotten behind anybody anybody like artists said but this is just so fun and yeah I, I in, in a weird way 
you just kind of wish the Vikings weren't so good so we could focus on the Timberwolves. But, hey, we'll take two really good teams in town. And um, I know we got to wrap up the show, too, and everything like that here pretty quick. But I, I don't think AJ wants to talk too much Minnesota Wild today. No, I want to – well, no, not really. Um, I want to <laughs> say, say a point on, one, I need the Wolves and the Wild, these alternate jerseys that they've been using now, just make them All permanent. Time. Yep. Yeah. They're so much better than both of your normal ones. I want to see the Wolves um, make a blue or black version of what they have now and like make that the other one. And then Wild just, you know, we you you have both just impl- like implement it, make it permanent. It looks so much better, even if you're going to be bad. Um, but to the Wolves point, and I know I can't talk as much X's and O's basketball as either of you. But when it comes to like locker room glue guy type things for a guy given my skill set growing up i had to be a locker room guy i had to be a better teammate than than i was an athlete you know (laughs) so i in the heat of the moment i understand like he sees i need to protect my guy so he goes after the guy that's attacking him i get it you know Mm -hmm. that you're gonna go after clay thompson whatever but I saw this. I saw this take from Patrick Beverly this morning, former Timberwolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was saying that like Draymond won the exchange because you know he saw that happen, and then he you know he's like, I got my teammates back. And the twelfth game of this regular season, they can live with it. The five game suspension, they can live with it. Like Artis said, he's not the player he used to be. I'm not going to say wash because I don't have that credibility to, you know, throw the wash claim on somebody yet. But, um, you know, he, he's not the player he used to be. So this isn't really going to impact them dreadfully as if it's a playoff game or a playoff series for that matter. Um, and Rudy Gobert not like having the teammates back. Cat or not Rudy, I should say, but Cat not like having the teammates back um, as much as I guess people wanted him to. I, I disagree with that take. Yeah. Because here, here's my thing. What that shows me is that if Patrick Beverly is still on this Minnesota Wol- uh, Timberwolves team, the maturity is so much different. The maturity should be mm. we're focused on the game, not on the moment. We're on the, we're on the task at hand, which is winning this game. Um, we don't need to do the mind games. We don't need to, you know, win the physical, like get in your face, blah, blah, blah. We want to play basketball. We want to win. We're going to get chippy. But we, we want to look at the overarching situation and not win just that one moment and be able to get out of there and have, you know, that cryptic post on Instagram, you know, doing mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. With him, they might lose that game, but the maturity level of like what Mike Conley has brought, that kind of just pure adultness, like he, that's that's a man, you know, he, he has his mind on winning basketball games and that's it. That maturity has resonated with the rest of the locker room. I think it's been probably a pretty good um, like example for cat to kind of soak up and see mm-hmm. and watch every day in practice every day, just going through, how does Mike Conley do it? You know, he gets on the bus at this time. What's, what does he do um, in the locker room three out, you know, three hours before the game, what's he doing to pr- prepare for the game? How is he maintaining his body? He's not um, staying up to watch one more episode of the office. And, you know, I'm not saying, I don't think Ann probably watches the office, but um, you know, he, he, do, 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 do I want to take my dog for a walk tonight? Or do I want to go out um, in and, you know, go to, go to a club for an hour or two. That's right. the thing. Like, I think the maturity of what we've seen with the wolves here so far in this very early portion of the season, that's going to help them su- sustain success rather than have, 
a very good hot streak like we're seeing now. And let's say they lose tonight. They lose the next game. You know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're going to be able to rebound. They're not going to get in their own heads about it, not put themselves in their own back pocket. And they're going to rise back to the occasion and have success sustained, which is what you're going to need to not be a playing game team um, anymore. You're going to be a team that has possibly home court advantage in the playoffs and set yourself up to actually win a series. That's what this maturity does on top of the skill that they have and what we're seeing of them, like actually being healthy and being on the court all at the same time. So it's, it's actually fun. I, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but it's been fun to tune in and watch the Wolves now that they're, you know, kind of figuring it out. <laughs> AJ, if you think we put Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert on the wild power play killing unit, do you think it'd be better this season? I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> you, you know what? Really oh quick. God. You know what? You know what's going to fix that team? Apparently going to Sweden. They're in Sweden. Hey, right yeah, now. you never know. So they play at 7 a.m. No, 10 a.m. on Saturday, 7 a.m. on Sunday. If I wake up both those days and I see them get <laughs> eight put up on them again and not kill off a single penalty, I'm going to lose oh. my mind. <laughs> yeah, Figure that... it out. Dean, uh, the, rally uh, the troops. Let's do something here. Um, please and thank I'll, you. I need Kirill to step it up a little bit. I know he's got some stuff going yeah, on, no, whether it's injury, whether it's personal, whether it's mental. I'm not sure. You got to figure it out, man. You yeah. got you got the assistant captain's patch on your chest now. Let's go. Do something. Yeah. Um, I haven't lost faith in you, but I'm just saying, like, you're a leader on this team now. You have to do it. So Yeah. Yeah, and he's 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 a slow starter. We get that, but we're, you know, 15, 16 games in now. It's probably beyond just a slow start uh, wild have work to do timberwolves doing plenty of good work right now and the josh dobbs experiment is working fantastically for the minnesota vikings we got to wrap things up here on the score north taxi squad guys any final thoughts before you wrap it up no sir that's all i got all right on. yeah okay. same here sounds good i got hey, remember either. remember everybody stay on okay uh, that's uh, and that is enough for the score north taxi squad for the week it's available on scorenorth.com the score north mobile app uh spotify apple right there i'm kind of pointing to it uh if you want to see our lovely faces though you can check us out on the score north youtube channel my name is jason stormer that's oh wait gotta point that way that's aj frederickson that's artist woods we will catch you next week we'll break down the vikings broncos game and then we'll also get a preview who do the vikings play after that guys i'm blanking right now who do we play after the broncos i'd have one the game bears? At a time. Is it the Bears? One I, think, I don't know. One game at a time. You'll listen to Taxi Squad and you'll figure it out then. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. See you later. Broncos country. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Let's <laughs> wrap.